0: The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Game Podcast scenario is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamepodcast.com bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit H-O-F-Bets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has last-minute tickets and the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gam Podcast Network. It is currently early Tuesday morning, November 7th. I'm your host, always Scott Reichel, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun but short episode, once again. A reminder this is going to be the preview edition of the second tournament this week. We did Mets yesterday. Now we're going to do Sophia today. So we are going to do one tournament preview in this episode if you want to see the Mets preview check out the episode before this one but speaking of the Mets preview do have to recap our picks from the last podcast overall we had a great show Ended up sweeping the lock and dog picks for the lock. We Zapata Mariah's team total under eight and a half. And for the dog ended up having Giron and Sonigo over two and a half sets at plus one thirty. Simply put, it went the way that I thought it would both matches. I thought that Giron would get off to a pretty good start because Sonigo had not played that much tennis recently. But Sonigo being the defending champion, I thought would eventually settle in and Giron would find himself in the presence of another war. And he did. And it feels like Giron always loses via final set tiebreak in these wars but it didn't matter for us. So we ended up cashing the over there for the dog. As for the lock, it was as easy as possible because Warenko won the first set 6-0 uh, in 17 minutes. I believe Zapata Marais won about three points in the entire first set, and then you ended up seeing uh, Zapata Marais play a little bit better early in the set before Warrenka buried him as he won 6-0, 6-2. I'm happy Zapata Marais finished the match. He had retired after getting killed in the first set in each of the previous two, but it was a gift, that line at eight and a half. And we took advantage of it. Warrenka made a deep run in Mets last year. He's a good hardcore player. I know he's past his prime, but he's still much better than an injury riddled Zapata Marias at this stage in the calendar. So, of course, Warrenka buried him. So, once again, a nice sweep. Pretty straightforward. Look for another uh, sweep here on Tuesday. But before we get into any of the actual lock and dog picks for the Sofia uh, tournament. Of course, we got to actually talk about the outrights. So we're going to start off by going through the usual routine, which is going through the quarters. Then we're going to go through the actual outrights to uh, for the actual championship. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about the history of the event and the actual court speed based on some information that I found on the internet. So starting off with the actual court speed, it tends to be one of the faster hard courts in the calendar season. It is up there. So the point is the better the serve, the more likely you are to advance. And it has definitely translated to the last couple of winners. In 2022, Husserl, you might remember, ended up winning as he ended up beating Rune in straight sets. Sinner won the previous two in 2021 and 2020, beat Pospisil In the final in 2020, Pospisal, the Canadian player that had a good serve and basically nothing else. And you had Medvedev beating Fuksovic in 2019. But the point is, you're looking at Hushor winning last year, who's a pretty consistent serve and volley guy. Now, in terms of his form, it fell off a cliff. But he is a firm serve and volley guy almost every point. And it definitely shows that having a good serve pays dividends in Sofia because he used that serve and volley to a title. And if you watched Husser this year... You'd be shocked he has any titles at all. So, anyway, getting into the actual quarters, starting with the first quarter in this event, you have a pretty competitive quarter based on what the odds suggest. You have Musetti at plus 187, you have Draper at 2 to 1, you have Purcell at 450, Martera at 850, at 10 to 1, Kuzmanov at 12 to 1, and Ilkel at 12 to 1. So first things first, I'm not taking Ilkel or Kuzmanov, so I'm throwing them out. Now, the top of the quarter is interesting, but I got to start somewhere. I got to start off with the one odds that I think are the worst of anybody in this tournament, Purcell. Purcell should not be plus 450. Now, I understand the draw is pretty favorable for him or Hichikata or Kuzminov or Ilkel because you have Musetti, Draper, and Martera in the top half of the section while you have the other four in the bottom half. So I get the argument could be Hitchikata potentially being, uh, I'd say, a little bit worse than Purcell, and Purcell could find a way to beat him and then facing off against a wild card in the round of 16. But Purcell, simply put, isn't that good. I think he's a challenger-level player at singles. He's a very good doubles player. In fact, coincidentally, he is uh, he's very good with Hichikata. So they're actually partners and they've won a bunch of tournaments together. But you're looking at Purcell. He had a very good run in the hardcore season during the summer and he's been terrible ever since then. You might remember we faded him a couple weeks ago. We took Fritz to win in straight sets. Fritz was battling an undisclosed injury at the time, which he didn't really talk about. But you ended up seeing Fritz win that in straight sets. Purcell, I think, is a challenger-level player in singles who had a pretty good couple months and now he's coasting with that little run that he had. But he's not in my opinion, good enough to stay at the ATP level. And I think you're looking at a pretty interesting matchup in the first round. I don't think that Purcell's a shoe in to win this one because Hitchikata can be a bit feisty at times. And in the head-to-head, it's always interesting when you have, when you have doubles partners playing together in general against each other. But you're looking at the head-to-head. Purcell won the first meeting in 2018 on clay. Throw it out this 2018. You have 2022, two separate meetings, faced off in South Korea and Purcell won in three sets, was down a set, and he won the second set breaker 14-12, so he almost lost in straight sets. Then he won, in, then he won the final set 6-4, so Hijikata could have won that, then they faced off in Australia later on that year in Playford, and Hichikata beat him 6-1-6-1. 6-1. I think is very live to win this match, and I think it's pretty absurd that Purcell's plus 450, and Hichikata's 10-1. to So I'm going to go with Hichikata as my long shot at 10-1. I also kind of like his game. I know he's not a great server by any means, but I do think that he's a pretty feisty player once again who is going to give it his all on the court, and I think that he can maybe give one of these favorites a run for his money. Maybe you can hedge it mid-match. We'll find out. But I do think that Hichikata at 10-1 to 1 is the best long shot price for this quarter. As for the rest of it, I think I'm going to go with the favorites here. I'm going to go with Musetti at 187 and Draper at 2-1. to 1. I would probably pick Draper if I had to pick one, but the injury concerns with Draper in his career are really... I'd say prominent, and I do think that it's going to scare me off from taking him because he really can't stay healthy on a regular basis. Now, Marteiro is a pretty good player at 850, but facing off against Draper and then Musetti is too difficult for me, so I am going to pass on Martera at 850. So that's going to be the my uh, actual summary of the first quarter. And moving on to the second quarter. You have Struff as the favorite at 160. You have Batista Gutt at 375. You have Kekmanovic at 4-1. You have Morozin um, at 5-1. Piros at 850. Husor at 11-1. And Billy Harris at 16-1. To so your defending champion in this event? 11-1 to win the quarter. Am I picking him? Absolutely not. I think Husor is not a very good player, to be honest. I know that he has a unique style with his serve and volley. But Husor if we're really just being honest about his season... It's been disastrous. He really has had a hard time stringing multiple wins together, and I do think that when you're looking at a guy that I really don't trust on a regular basis, it would be Hoosler, because he is a good... He has a pretty good serve, and he's a pretty good volleyer. The actual ground strokes not good, and it's pretty telling that Billy Harris, relative unknown, is only around plus 110 on the money line against the defending champion, so Hoosler, I want nothing to do with. I think Hoosler is once again going to be in trouble, in this match, or at least in this quarter, he might get through the match Did go through qualifying. So I do think, once again, he could be in line for a decent showing. But I do think that Billy Harris is a match he should win after that. I think it's going to get difficult. And I do think that he's going to lose to probably Stroof, because stroof has a great serve. I mentioned before. That good servers have had success here. And I do think in what should be a serve fest between stroof and Husler, I would have more faith in stroof to break. Because I think stroof is the more fundamentally sound player. And I do think that he should be able to uh, potentially find openings with some passing shots against Hussler. So I am going to go with stroof to win that matchup. So I'm going to eliminate Hussler from the quarter winning contention. Now, I do think Hussler is going to be my pick as the favorite. For this quarter. Once again, I like his game. He was in great form on the grass season before he got injured, and he has played some matches on hard court, which have been kind of hit or miss, but I do think at 160 in what is a pretty favorable quarter for him, I think that his serve is going to dominate in this actual venue, so I am going to go with Struff at plus 160. Now, my other choice is going to be interesting. I'm not going to pick Batista goot because I do think that his serve is not good enough in this fast-paced hard court surface, and I do think that Batista Goot is past his prime. It's not his fault. He's in his mid-30s, but I think he's just not the player he used to be. Kekmanovic is a bit of a head case at 4-1, to one, so I don't think I can take him either. Morozan I find tempting, because Morozin had a pretty good hardcourt run a couple weeks ago and I do think that he's a very solid player. He's young, he's a relative unknown, but we saw him beat Alcaraz on clay earlier this year. We saw him have a decent run once again on Hardcourt a couple weeks ago, so I know that he is the game to potentially make a somewhat deep run in the spot. We saw him, uh, for example, in Shanghai when multiple rounds beat Kasparud and then eventually lost to her catch, so no shame in that. But I think you're looking at Marozin at 5-1 to one being a very appealing price. Now, the problem with is that he is against Piros in the first round, who he is 0-3 against Lifetime. However, that is very misleading because all three matches were on clay. And as we know, Piros being a relatively short player, in fact, he's 5'11", I do think, once again, he's kind of a clay court specialist. And I do think that when you're looking at whose game translates better to the faster courts in Sofia... It would be Morozan. Morozin 6-4. He's got a good serve. Piros being undersized really does not. So I do think that Morozin ends up ending the winless streak against Piros, and I think he wins the match here. So give him at 5-1. to If you can beat Kasparun in hard court, I know he's had a down year, but the point is he did make a good run at Shanghai, so I know that he can handle inferior opponents and occasionally step up against the good ones. I'm going to go with Morozin at 5-1 as my other quarter pick, but that's going to be it. So once again, my second quarter is going to be on Struff at 160 and Morozin at 5-1. to one. Moving on to the third quarter, you have Kotov at 220, you have Baez at 260, Vuksovics at 3-1, to one, Rodionov at 375, and then you have two relative unknowns who I am not picking. So starting off with the favorite, Kotov might be a name that surprises you because Baez, you might remember, actually won a hardcore title earlier this year. Kotov probably should have, but he ended up losing that match to Munfee, where I believe he was serving for the match in the title, and then in the uh, championship match, and then eventually lost in three. But Kotov, I think, is actually a pretty good hardcore player, and I do think that he's in line for what could be a pretty surprising run to some, but then again, he's the favorite to win the quarter, so it wouldn't be that shocking. But I think Kotov is actually a worthy favorite in the spot. Bias has not exactly been great for the last couple of tournaments he's been in. Now the interesting part here is that Baez has a bye and he'd probably have to face off against Kotov in the second round, but it is interesting that Baez has one less match to play and Kotov is still the favorite which tells me that Kotov is probably going to bury buys if they play against each other. Now if you want to go for the other section probably Fuksovics if I had to guess, because I think Fuksovics is a good player, he's had some fitness issues in the past, but he did make a final here a couple of years ago back in 2019. So he has been good in this event. We know that he can pull off some nice, impressive wins, and then he's going to take his shirt off to celebrate. But I think if you're looking for an option that is a pretty, once again, a pretty smart option based on the draw, I do think that Fuxovic at 3-1 to one is worth the look, letting Kotov and Baez kill each other, and then Fuxovic can feast on the scrap. So that's going to be my two picks. For the quarter. No offense to Baez, but I do think that Kotov and Fuksovics have pretty good odds to get it done, so I'm going to go with them. And my last quarter, you have Manorino at 130, you have Offner at 450, O'Connell at 450. Majedovic at 450, Baina at 850, Ramos Vinolas at 14-1, to 1, and Sacco at 18-1. to 1. So Manorino, as you know, was a guy that we loved throughout the entire year because he has won a bunch of tournaments, he's won a bunch of matches, and he's won us a lot of money. However, Manorino recently has not exactly been in good form, and I have to call him out for it because it's been noticeable. And I do think that if you want to talk about a guy who I think might be overvalued at this point I think Manorino might be overvalued. It's pretty fun to back him because he's so unique with his lefty, extremely flat style uh, strokes for his style of play. But I do think Manorino was a lot more appealing when he was kind of flying under the radar. And now that he's won a couple titles this year, everybody knows how good he's been. He's having basically a career year in his 30s. So I do think that Manorino, despite being a worthy favorite at 130, I don't feel great taking him at 130. I think the line is a little bit small on this one and I think that he should have a decent path into the quarters was so that's why I understand it once again because his path would be a bye and then you'd face off against Baina or Ramos Vinolas. I think I actually have to take Man Arena. I really wanted to not do it and I was trying to make a case against it, but when you see Baina and Ramos Vinolas against each other and the winner plays him on hard court I think I got to go Arena. like plus 130. it's It just feels like a very nice draw to get almost a buy into the quarters. So I'm going to go with him as the favorite. But there is one, I'd say, sleeper candidate that I do like, and it goes back to what I said earlier about the good serve. I like Majedovic, and I think Majedovic has value at around plus 450. We saw him make a deep run a couple of weeks ago before eventually losing to Korda in an absolute war, which went all tie breaks and eventually lost in the third set tie break. But I know Majedovic is a really good server, and I do think that Majedovic can definitely use the serve to blow past opponents in route to a good showing. Now, he had a bit of a stumble in the last two events, ended up losing in Basel to Hassan, and he lost in Antwerp to blocks. But I think when you're looking at his run in Astana, he's in line for what could be a very good tournament to go through his path in Astana Once again, ended up beating DeGir, beat Shevchenko. who's had a pretty good run the last couple weeks, beat Leheshka in straight sets, and then lost to Korda in three sets, all tie break. So I know that Majedovic has the upside and the serve to really succeed in this event. So I'm going to go with Majedovic at 450. I think he's got a good game. You might've heard some stories about Djokovic since they're both Serbian kind of funding some of his training, which is a good gesture by Djokovic. But I do think once again, Majedovic is a guy that I can see, in the future, being in the top 30, in my opinion. So, I think that plus 450 is a good value play here. I'm going to go with him. So, once again, my actual picks for the quarters here first pick is uh, the first quarter is going to be Moussay at 187, Draper at 2 to 1. And I'm also going to go with Hitchikada at 10 to 1 as my long shot. For the second quarter, give me Stroof at 160. And I'm going to go with Morozin at 5 to 1. For my third quarter picks, give me Kotava at 220 and give me Fuksovich at 3 to 1 and my fourth quarter give me Manorino at 130 and give me Majedovic at 450. Now to get into the actual picks to win the actual tournament. Uh starting off with the favorites, you have Draper at 6 to 1, Manorino at 6 to 1, Struff at 7 to 1 and Musetti at 8 to 1, Kijmanovic 12 to 1, Offner 14 to 1, Batista Gut 14 to 1, Kota 14 to 1. Fuksovics fourteen to one, is eighteen to one, O'Connell eighteen to one, Majedovic twenty to one, Morozin twenty to one, and then you get into the long shots that I'm not going to give a chance to. So starting off with the favorites, Manorino, I don't think he's going to win. I think that his serve isn't good enough to dominate on these courts. So I think Manorino, once again, I'm only picking him to win the quarter because his buy into the second round matchup is too is too appealing especially at plus 130. So I'm taking for the value, but I don't see him winning this event. Draper makes sense as a favorite because he's talented enough to do it. The problem is he's never healthy, so I don't trust him to actually maintain a proper fitness level over a period of several matches with basically no days off in between. So I'm not going to pick him in this spot. Now, I do think Struff is interesting because he has not played much tennis recently, but I do think, once again, his serve is going to translate really well to the fast courts here. So I think if I'm looking at my first favorite I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Stroof. Maybe it's a little bit of bias because I actually like Stroof's game quite a bit, and I think that he can be a top-20 upside guy in the world. And we saw some of that during the grass season, where he almost beat Tiafoe and won a title. But I think you're looking at a spot where Stroof has a pretty good path. And his serve and his overall firepower are going to translate very well to this event. So give me Struff at plus 750. Now looking at, I found 750, uh, so I'm going to go with that as my line. Uh, Moving on to the others, Draper and Musetti I can't take because they're going to kill each other. Same with uh, Kekmanovic. Uh, Kekmanovic is in a different quarter, but I don't trust him. Uh, 12-1, to so I'm not going to go with him. Uh, Looking at who I'm tempted by, do I think Kotov can do it? He's good, but his serve's not good enough. He's got a kick serve, but it's not really that powerful. I think I'm going to pass on Kotov. I think I'm probably going to have a limited number of options in this tournament because it is kind of wide open, and it really could go to a bunch of guys. But I do think I have to take a flyer with Majedovic and with Morozin at around plus 2000 each, quickly shopping around to see if I could find better prices. Uh, I, f- I found Morozan at now 2000 uh, Let me just quickly check. No, uh, I found another book with him at 1,600. No, 2,000 is the best I got. So I'm going to go with Morozen, and I'm going to go with Majedovic to have their coming out party here and potentially win a title at plus 2,000. I think that both guys are definitely capable of making a deep run with the very fast-paced courts, and I do think that they are very solid young players. So for me, I found 2,200 actually for Morozen, so I'm going to go with that. But I think I'm going to go with two long shots here. Two young players that have a lot of upside, potentially top twenty-five, top twenty upside. I'm going to pick them in what seems like a pretty open field. So once again, my picks for the actual outright to win the event are going to be Struf at seven fifty. I'm going to go with Majedovic at plus two thousand, and I'm going to go with Morozin at plus twenty two hundred. But that's going to wrap it up for my actual outrights for Sofia. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks for some matches. But before we get into any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook, trusted by over 88 million players. Worldwide props, sides, totals, live betting. Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365 because they have a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers: either a $1,000 free bet safety net, or bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamepodcast.com/slash/bet365. The sportsgamepodcast.com/slash Bet365. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little money over on Underdog's mobile app or website Fantasy.com and a reminder: when you sign up, use the promo code SGPN. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I personally love attending sporting events in person. And especially now with college basketball season starting, there are a lot of games maybe locally for you that you can go see. And you want a place that you can trust to actually get tickets. And I recommend Game Time because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And my personal favorite feature on the app is the images of seat views. I'm sure all of us can relate to a time where we got tickets to an event, and we were looking forward to it, and then as soon as we sat down in our seats, we realized we made a horrible, a horrible mistake, our view was obstructed, and suddenly you were looking forward to actually seeing something you paid for, and then you couldn't see anything because there was a beam or something in front of you, and you realized you potentially wasted some money. Well, that's not going to happen with game time because they will show you with this feature the exact view you're going to get. Before you spend any money on that seat. But also, Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, sign the tickets without the stress with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off down game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger, betting smarter, the center season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30000 and users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets Average or visit h12bets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the outrights for Sofia. Now it's time for the Lock and Dog Picks. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go to a matchup between Piros and Morozin. I am going to go with Morozin minus the one and a half games at around minus 145. Uh, simply put, I think you're looking at a spot where Morozen, even though he is 0-3 lifetime against Piros, all matches were on clay. This is a fast, hard court. Piros is a bit undersized at 5'11". His serve is not great, and I do think that uh, Morozin has a lot of firepower that should push per, uh, Piros around the court. I think that this line is pretty short because Piros has been good in the head-to-head, but it's not taking into the context of the actual surface of the previous head-to-head matches. So for me, I think that you're gonna see Morozin kind of exercise some demons here and finally beat a guy that he has had a hard a hard time beating. But you're looking at who Piros has played recently on hardcourt. He's been involved in some challenger matches and it has not been amazing. He's been fine, but for example, his last hardcore match that he played, he ended up losing to Pedro Martinez on hardcourt. Now, you might remember Pedro Martinez is a clay court specialist who is kind of up and down from the ATP level based on injuries and once again being kind of a one-trick pony in terms of surface. But Piros couldn't even beat him on hard court. I think that you're looking at a spot for – he also lost in straight sets, by the way. Lost in straight sets to Pedro Martinez. So I do think that Marozin, who made a deep run in – Shanghai should be able to make a pretty solid run here, and I do think that he should be able to beat Piros in this one. So give me Morozin, minus one and a half games, and minus 145 as my lock. And for my dog, I am going to go to a matchup that I mentioned before. I'm going to go with the money line play. I am going to go with Hichikata on the money line against... Purcell. Now, I understand from what I said before that Purcell's game would normally suit the courts well here because he kind of serves in volleys as well, kind of like who's for, but who's for better at it. The point is, I just don't like the form Purcell's in. And I think that Hichikata, who is one and two lifetime, could be two and one because once again, he almost won straight sets two meetings ago, but he won 6 1 6 1 in the last meeting. I just don't think Purcell should really be minus 200 against anybody, especially a guy who he's had experience with, both playing against and playing with in doubles. But Ichikata, if you want to look at his recent form, has been fine. He was in Sydney playing a hard court event, did end up losing a Tower Daniel in three, but he won a couple of rounds there. Uh, I think he's in line for what could be a good showing here. Purcell has played against better competition recently, but he's not succeeded. Lost to Kishanov in straight sets, lost to Fritz in straight sets. If you want to date back, even back to Tokyo, you can. Lost to McDonald in straight sets. He's been a mess. So I think when you're looking at, once again, where the value lies in this match, it's with Hichikata, and this match is closer to a coin flip. I think that Purcell probably should be favored slightly because his game does suit the courts better here. But once again, when you lose in straight sets in... Sorry, let me just check this. Um, Three straight singles matches. You've lost each of your last five singles matches. I can't pick you at minus 200. I think there's value on your opponent who knows you pretty well. So once again, my lock and no picks for the show. My lock is going to be On Morozan, minus one nav games at minus 145. And my dog will be Hichikata Moneyline at plus 165. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me again on Twitter at Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show, the NFL show. You get the point. Besides that, a reminder, we're back once again for the semis of Mets and Sofia. We're going to go back to merging the two tournaments in the next episode. But until then, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.